Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm Robert Patton, and I am here with Jason Grichenik. And you were introduced to me from my brother, and um, you're in like the spiritual community. And that's kind of, I believe that's a correct, that's kind of our realm of existence, like spirituality, enlightenment, personal growth, success, and these types of things. So it's always cool to talk to someone who's doing this similar things and we can kind of learn from each other. Yeah, I was, uh, Mike Brancatelli recommended, um, I think myself to you and, and we met, um, I was working or I still work, uh, but this was a couple of years ago when I was working in the Amazon and, uh, Mike actually came down to the center where I work and, uh, we, we work with plant medicine kind of indigenous uh, traditional plant medicine and uh yeah I met Mike there and he's he's a great guy and he uh he spoke pretty pretty highly of you and your brother so yeah it's such a small world cuz Mike actually used to work for Gas Digital Network I didn't know that until we were doing the actual podcast and it's it's kind of one of my favorite shows uh, was that a Dave Smith show yeah, yeah, Dave Smith. Okay, yeah, it's a uh, you know it's po- political, but with uh, in light of everything going on, it's kind of interesting to keep an ear to the ground as far as w- you know politically and culturally what's happening in the United States and around the world. Yeah, well, that was one way Mike and I I think connected pretty early on was. Uh, we we both have a lot of respect and are, are very interested in in these libertarian ideals. Same, very very much so. The same for me. I remember when I was I don't know how old you are, but I'm I think I might be a little bit older. But uh, I was about sixteen, and Ross Perot was kind of getting into the mix with George Bush and Clinton and that whole election. I was paying attention to, and I guess I've always kind of been drawn to it, maybe because my dad used to listen to talk radio when I was in the car and he was into it. So I'm into it. And this is kind of the new talk radio also, if you will, mm-hmm. which I've always, I, I, I always wanted to do. Um, but never, I tried really like, like a very tiny little effort. I went and knocked on the door of a radio station to go see if maybe they would give me a job and that was the effort I put in nobody answered and then I never tried again but I've learned that that kind of effort's not going to get you very far you got to really be persistent in in what it is that you're doing but uh Hmm. like how how did you end up in the Amazon uh probably a long story I mean it's probably the culmination of, of many things in my life but um I for a long time I was very interested in in plant medicine, I think just medicine in general, but especially via the means of, of plants. And that really got me interested in, in things like uh, nutrition and a lot of um, 
more, I, I guess you could say, traditional practices like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, things like that, herbalism, European herbalism, American herbalism. Um, and, and that was fascinating. <clears throat> but I think at a certain point, I, I also realized that was it was very similar in many ways to to our allopathic uh, kind of Western medical system where various plants were being used to to treat uh, illnesses. Uh, if there was a symptom, there would be a particular plant that could be used to to try and either alleviate that or, or ideally to cure it. <clears throat> um, but I, I had I had heard of this plant called ayahuasca for a long time. Uh, one of my really good buddies was part of the Santo Daime Church, which is a, a really big uh, Brazilian church that in, incorporates ayahuasca into their their religion. Um, so I had known about it for a long time, but I had never really felt that drawn to work with it. Um, I think I kind of had this idea that that everything I needed was inside myself and I kind of didn't need to reach to this outside substance. Um, but serendipitously or synchronistically, it just started coming up a lot and, and more and more. And, and then it, it reached this point where it was just almost this kind of overwhelming calling to work with it. And so I, I ended up... Uh, down in the Amazon uh, in a in a retreat center, and I, I, I worked with ayahuasca uh, for a number of ceremonies, and, and really had just a profound experience. And it was, I mean, the experience itself, I, I never really could have imagined the exact details, but it, it it really put me in touch with something that I had I had always felt was possible, but had never really experienced on that experiential level. Um, and so it, it, it really just opened me to a new way of being. And, and, um, I'd always been interested in religion and spirituality and, and shamanism. And it, it really just opened to a different world of, of perception and, and how to heal on, on other layers that, that weren't just necessarily physical, uh, which, a, a lot of plant medicine is just doing it. It's working on the, the physical level, at least in the way it's often administered, but, this really just opened uh, a whole new world. And, uh, and so once I had those, those initial experiences, uh, again, kind of serendipitously, I was offered a, a job because the center where I went was expanding. And I'd been wanting to get out of New York uh, for where I was living. And this really just seemed like the, the opportunity. And, and so I came down and I started working. And that was probably about eight years ago now and uh it just it turned into something that's that's continued as as a big part of my path and journey now it's interesting because i have been sort of drawn to these types of plants or so it's like it's like why are we drawn to this why are we looking for something else like what's wrong with us inside that we need to look elsewhere because I'm, all, I've always been, you know, I'm either reading books or trying new diets or trying, you know, something like breathing exercises, yoga, like anything to feel content. Like, why, why can't we just feel content? And yet, some people do. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You're content. <laughs> Well, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, I was very similar and everyone has their own path, obviously, but 
I mean, the more I look into it, I I think this type of work was was actually at the essence of 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 all traditions, of all spirituality, of all religion, and I think it's an innate desire that exists in humans. These kind of existential questions that we have of, of who I am, what's my purpose, uh, where do I come from, where do I go to? And, and, and I think that comes to, to people in various stages of their lives. You know, there, there are some people who maybe are just very determined and set in something and they're putting all their energy into that, whether it's a career path and family and, you know, maybe, maybe those questions come in a more subtle way or maybe they come in a stronger way towards the end of their lives. But uh, I think everyone at some point has to come to terms with these questions. I mean, that, that may be, you know, on our deathbeds where we, we, we have to come to terms with those. And I mean, I think anyone who's, who's been part of that dying process with someone, uh, they, they have a sense of that, that, that in that dying process, there's, there's a lot going on. And, and so I think a lot of these paths are just really an opportunity to begin to, to really delve into those questions while we're still alive. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, again, it's, it's really, I mean, I see this a lot in my work, but uh, I think potentially one reason why these plants are becoming so popular is, is that in a sense we've lost them and, and we're in a process of, of remembering these traditions and these ways of being and that, Essentially, to be a human being, this is part of that. It's part of that journey, whether it's these coming-of-age ceremonies or initiation rituals or vision quests, becoming a man, becoming a woman. It's, mm-hmm. There's actually something really fundamental in that and, and that we've, we've really gotten away from in, in many of our societies. And, and I think because of that, there's, there, there's a lot of suffering in different ways. And it's, it's, it, it's a bit difficult to put our fingers on because it's maybe not necessarily so tangible or so measurable. We can't, you know, look at a statistic and say, oh, well, this person is lacking something. But it's, it's kind of this deep felt sense that something isn't quite wrong or something isn't quite right. Something is, is missing. There, there, there's more to life than going to work and doing these things and buying these things and mm-hmm. kind of moving up the ladder. And, you know, those things are all important. They're, they're, they're certainly valuable and it's not to take away from them. But, but I think many people are beginning to realize that, that there's something else that, 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 that I need to complete my life. And, and, and I think in that way, these, these plants really offer us uh, one path to begin to explore that. I had so many thoughts were coming through my mind that <laughs> you were saying that like the initiation process uh, or becoming a man or w- a woman, you know, going from a child to adulthood. And as Americans, for the most part, a typical American would not have that culturally embedded in, in, in this, it's like your upbringing and, but like, the Jewish culture, for instance, has something where they, you know, what is that called? A bar mitzvah, you know, when the man, the boy becomes a man. And I, I feel, I know in Mexican culture, they have like a quinceanera. And I'm not sure that it's mm-hmm. exactly the same, but most normal Christian Catholic types don't have that. And, you know, so when do you become a man? And for me, 
I, I, I was 26 and I joined the army and I went through basic training and I went through AIT and I went to war and then I, you know, and I'm like, okay, now I'm a man. But before that, I, I don't think that I was, I was a, an infant. I was a child still behaving like a child. I mean, I mm-hmm. had a job and I had had a kid and, you know, so maybe having a kid is another kind of stepping up point but not that doesn't happen for everyone. And that's another, I was thinking so many thoughts. Another thing that was coming up in my mind is like, I know this young man right now who had a kid about a year ago, but he doesn't have a job. He smokes weed all day. His wife works like 20 hours a week. They have about 20 days before they get kicked out of their current home. Um, And it's like, it's looking like they're going to be going to a homeless shelter with their kid. And I'm like, how can, yeah, like, how can you not, how can you sleep or how do you, how are you not waking up with like a panic and like a rush to go do something to not only take care of yourself, but your family. Like, I don't, I can't, I couldn't even fathom that type of mentality. Mm -hmm. Well, I think very much. I mean, you know, I, I think as you described, that's uh you know, it's interesting. Uh, an author who who I like a lot, his name is Steven Pinker, and he, he wrote a really good book called Enlightenment Now. And it it just kind of talks about from from all of these different ways that we measure quality of life and and well being. We we live in in the greatest time in recorded human history. I mean, our mm-hmm. lives are very easy <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to to most of human history, and. And that's a great thing, you know. It's uh, that that's something I think we we always really need to remember. But like everything, there's there's a good and a bad to that. And and one of the downsides is uh, I think without that struggle, you know, like you said, it's we 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 maybe don't have these initiation rituals and these points where we become a man. And you know, certainly throughout human history, especially for men, war was certainly one of those. I mean. That very much, I think, shifted and changed how how someone was, and and you know, a, potentially a lot of trauma, but also potentially a deep appreciation if one emerged from that, uh, a deep appreciation for life. And um, I mean, I I practice martial arts. I, I'm a big fan of jujitsu, and I you know, I think especially for young men, that's a that's a, a vital kind of coming of age thing is, is really learning what that means to, to embody one's oneself and to compete and, you know, in, in, in a mini sense to go to war kind of day in and day out on the mat. And, and there, there's a humility that comes from that. I was also a boy scout and, you know, I think that was invaluable. Uh, nice. One of the final things, it was called the arrow of light and, they they kind of drop you off in the middle of the woods and all you have is a knife and you know you have to nice. they come back and pick you up after three or four days or something. I mean, <laughs> you wow, know, that, that was, I didn't know that. I didn't, that was a I few didn't, decades ago. They they probably can't do that anymore. It's probably no. considered child abuse. But but absolutely, you know, and 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 I think these plants in 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 many shamanic traditions they really emphasize this idea of death. You know, and as you were saying, this idea of, of of giving birth, you know, which is the the, the counterside to that, the birth of a child, or sometimes the death of a loved one, or the death of a of a parent, and but also, as you said, not everybody necessarily goes through that, and um, I think these plants really give people access to that. I, I mean, even 
the, the plant I mentioned, ayahuasca, the, the, that's a Quechua word, and one of the translations of that is vine of the dead. And, and in so many of these shamanic paths, I mean, if, if I really had to boil them down to one word, it would be it's, it's a path of death, of dying. Because in that dying process, in that initiation rite, where one is often very literally knocking on death's door, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when one emerges from that process, one emerges uh, much stronger, wiser, with with an embodied sense of of a deep appreciation of life, and 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 I think that is something that's just it's it's really invaluable, and it's uh, uh, you know like we were talking about, I, I I think it's something that that for many people is is missing in their lives. It is. It's and you're like seem to be very well rounded and cultured and it's thank you again for coming on here to talk to me because this is really cool because um, <laughs> like I feel like you found the answer in this conversation already in the first 18 minutes by saying like well bringing up jujitsu and martial arts and the challenge of that and what I would think of is, you know, being submitted and, and tapping out and then getting back up and doing it again is something that a lot of people don't go through. Nobody, a lot of people don't go through that difficulty of challenge and in, in getting submitted and then mm-hmm. just getting, being humbled, I guess, if you will, and kind of knowing what your real, potential is you're like okay i I just got stopped like you know that guy could have killed me he didn't kill me but like i could have just died right there and you know that to me was an extremely valuable experience and i've been kind of doing that on and off throughout my life as well which it's you know that could be the initiation process for young men and women in america to go through but it's not it's not mandatory it's like you know it's an option and most people don't choose to do that although it is growing Mm -hmm. in popularity i feel like if anyone's out there listening and you're not practicing martial arts you're missing out because it's (laughs) you know it's so gratifying i'm having a young mma fighter dylan king shout out to dylan king he comes up couple times a week to train me and just hitting the pads and rolling it feels good it feels right it feels like it's supposed to be that way and we're so disconnected these days particularly that we're not getting the full experience of life when you're not going through that physical connection you know absolutely yeah yeah it's you know and i think a <clears throat> especially for young men it's um even even where i am working in the amazon i i work with a group of people called the shipibo and uh, you know many people i think don't really realize but if if i was to ask most of the the, the curanderos the doctors the shamans you know what their path is what they're doing most of them would describe themselves as guerreros which essentially is a warrior 
and they're 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 battling they're they're working through things in in that that altered state of consciousness and it's you know it's it's not always love and light and unicorns and you know hopefully we emerge with that but but that process is it's it's a process of 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 really battling and trying and 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 failing and as you said getting up and 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 you know um even even the spibo their their traditional uh, festivals involve wrestling. That's their that's their traditional craft. Uh, both the men and the women they <laughs> they 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 get really inebriated and and they wrestle mm. each other. And there's there's something I think very freeing in that. Um, it's energizing, uh, and you feel good. It's something. There's something not maybe not euphoric. It may not be the right word, but it definitely is a feel good experience. When you get done, you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You're awake, you're alive, right? Just feeling alive. Yeah, and we're human the- beings, you know, we're we're physical and 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 I think that's also, you know, as you're as we were saying, what's what's kind of maybe lacking for a lot of people, the the plant work can can help a lot with that. And and I think that's also why things like jujitsu are, are really just uh, increasing exponentially is because people feel this 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 need and this relief and this, as you said, there's there's a humility that comes from it. There's there, there's so much wisdom that comes from it. And and just in the physical level, it's it's a huge release. And and I think uh, you know, so <laughs> really so many problems could be resolved if people just you know participate in that way. Cause as you said, there, there, there's, there's this release of energy that there's a humility. And when you're done with jujitsu, you know, the last thing you want to do is fight or have conflict, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're spent, you're, you're humbled and, and you're, you're, you're content in a way. And, at peace. and I, I think so many, yeah, you're at peace. And I think so many of the problems we're dealing with, it, it's actually a lot is just this pent up energy. I mean, I go yeah, everyone's screaming. And, everyone's exactly. just like in a rage. And if they would exactly. just hit some, I mean, not, not hit someone, but maybe get hit. Like Fight Club was such a powerful movie when I was younger. It's like, I was like, I want that. I want to, I want to get in a fight. And I, and I think this might be taboo, whatever, but like we could settle our differences in fights, like physical fight, go fight your enemy or whoever you're disagreeing with. And I guarantee at the end of it, you'll both have some respect for each other. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's but one that's of the taboo. things that I think people don't realize, you know, uh, with martial arts or you look at something like MMA, I mean, you know, guys maybe shit talking and, and, you know, I mean, part of that is, is part of the cell too, but often there is, there's a genuine dislike because you're, you're about to step in the cage with someone, but almost always inevitably at the end of that, that match, there's a tremendous respect, a humility, a brotherhood. A lot of the guys end up training with each other after. And mm-hmm. there is, there, there, there's a bond that's formed where you, you get everything out and then you have a tremendous respect for that person. I mean, how many of us had that experience as kids, like fighting with some kid and then, you know, you end up being maybe not best friends, but definitely, you know, friendly or whatever, respectful of one another going forward because you just, it's like, okay, you're, you're not no bitch (laughs) And, and I'm not either. And there's something to that, but it's like illegal and it's, totally can look down upon if you're physically violent i mean obviously you don't want to be bullying anyone but if it was a mutual kind of agreed upon match of physical 
not intercourse, but you know, like just a, a fight or something. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you could resolve a lot of differences. Take out the guns. I'm pro gun, but not necessarily like I, I, I think just for like protection, obviously. And if we could settle our differences in a way that nobody would be dead at the end of it and you know you might have a busted lip or something then we could move on but nobody would be like fa you know fatally hurt um if i was president or something <laughs> like that i think i would i would make an executive order to have jujitsu like jujitsu martial arts as a resource and kind of like like maybe not mandatory, but very highly promoted as as a, ben, a you know positive benefit for just growing up, and you know, in in, in Israel or whatever, they have that two year uh, obligation of military training. Maybe we don't have to do that, but if you did martial arts, and that should be the recommendation for police officers and and just everyone I, everyone can benefit from this experience and it's not uh, promoted enough yet but hopefully maybe we're moving in, in that direction yeah i mean uh, uh, you know i think a lot of people probably don't realize but uh, a lot of people think that the origins of martial arts that, that it actually arose from from monks, it was a spiritual practice, and I mean, even the name martial arts. Um, I, I remember, I, I think it was a few Oscars ago. Meryl Streep stood up, stood up, and she went into some anti-Trump rant, and she said, "You know, if we continue down this path, uh, everyone is just going to be watching football and 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 mixed martial arts, which we all know are not arts." And she starts, I've, you know, this mm -hmm. this silly laugh and. I mean, it's such a it's such a crazy point of view where she's at a an award show for an art form, <laughs> and she's literally calling martial arts not an art, and it is. It's this real lack of understanding, and um, you know, I mean, developed by monks because they saw it as a spiritual practice. It, it was a it was a path to. To, to wisdom, to enlightenment, and through the body, through the mind, through discipline, through focus, through repetition, and uh, you know, it 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 has all of the the qualities one would need in a discipline that 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 actually leads to, to as you said, to peace. Yeah, I'm feeling relatively inarticulate today, but that's okay because you're you're picking up the slack. But uh, the this shit has been around for thousands of years. These guys are doing it for a reason, you know, like the Chinese Qigong, which is something like in Tai Chi for people might, are probably more familiar with that. I think it's relatively similar enough to get the point across is the, the movement of the body and these motions is, you know, motion is medicine, movement is medicine and, and doing these, breathing exercises along with movement can really transmit into peace within. And I, I guess yoga is kind of similar. I'm, I prefer Qigong and Tai Chi uh, to yoga for 
I don't know why I just do. Uh, I feel I feel more powerful afterwards rather than mm. just kind of re more relaxed. So yeah, I guess you would use them for different things, but the breathing, the, the movement of the spine, and you know, getting everything flowing is something that you don't get when you're sitting in a cubicle at a desk moving your fingers like you, you have the, those little finger movements aren't getting it done people yeah type so tai, tai, chi, tai chi is a martial art i mean uh, a lot of people don't realize that but tai chi is a it's a martial art it's it's for martial purposes and yet with that there's all of these amazing benefits, breath and movement and, and flow and, and meditation. And it's, but you know, that that's the same for all martial arts. I mean, I think a lot of people look at jujitsu and they're like, ah, oh, just two people trying to beat each other up. But you know, in the highest level, you, you watch a, a black belt, you know, you watch two black belts rolling with each other. And, you know, it's all about leverage and, and conservation of energy and breath and, and this flow state and, uh, ah, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's 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 beautiful. If one really understands the art, it's 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 beautiful to watch. Yeah, I love I love the flow state. Um, it's and if you but you have to get that repetition and you got to get that practice in. It's not going to come to you right away. Uh, you know, you you were talking earlier about ayahuasca and and like the death experience and how and like and coming back from that is like a, a reawakening i kind of switch subjects a little bit real quick but i wanted to express an experience i had with that through dmt and that's you know the smokable version basically for those who don't know of ayahuasca it's much more fast acting and some people like maybe have done it, but I don't know if they've broken through, but like I've broken through the barrier of this body and I, and I don't know if it was real or not, but I, I left this body and I saw myself above and I trans, uh, traveled to another dimension where there was these gestures and, um, they were drinking tea in like a glass house and, and the gesture, like when I peeked in to, I like popped in, he, he turned to me and he looked right at me and he put his finger to his mouth and he just went, shh, he like did the shh. And that's all, I, that's all it said. But what I gathered from that, cause I got it like telepathically, what he, his intention was, is we got this over here on this side. It is here. There is another dimension that exists, but you're not supposed to be here right now. So go back to your dimension, you know, do what you got to do there. We'll be here making sure everything's running smoothly. Um, but from that experience, mostly I got that consciousness could exist outside of the body and therefore death isn't something to fear. Whether, and, and whether that's right or wrong and whether we just go into darkness, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I like to think that it, like it, it, ridden, it got rid of my fear of death. Like I'm not, uh, and not that I was ever really that afraid, I guess, but a lot of, that's one of people's biggest fears besides standing on stage and talking in front of people. And to experience that is also, you know, like martial arts, another vital component to 
just self-awareness and you know like freedom of from fear which is another thing about martial arts that is uh, that was actually one of the biggest benefits I got when I first started doing jujitsu and I was like 20 and my we were just my friend was taking a class and he would come to my house and teach me because I didn't want to pay for the class which it's worth the price people just pay the hundred bucks or whatever like trust me but like at the time I, I didn't think so, but he would come and we would roll and he showed me how to get, you know, like in the guard and pass the guard and all those things. And just that little bit helped me stand up taller, pick my chest out, you know, not be afraid when I'm walking down the street of anybody. I don't care. I like, I felt like how, no matter how big someone was, I would never have this. I felt like I could always at least protect myself or defend myself. And that alone, getting rid of the fear that a lot of people maybe walk around with, maybe even unknowingly, it's so invaluable. And that, you know, that's kind of what this podcast is about is just like trying to discover the best way to go about life in the, in the most, you know, non, uh, What's that? It's like you, you don't want to trouble. I don't want trouble. I just I kind of want to go stroll, like go downstream and float downstream and the path of least resistance, if you will. But you got to put yourself through the fire first before you can have that experience. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us go through it, and it's like the luck of the draw. Who, where you're born, who your friends are, and you know, what ideas you think are important or not. And, you know, they push education and college and get a job and do all those things, but nobody's saying meditate, um, do martial arts. I mean, not nobody, but the people in power, like who, who talks about that? Not any, like Joe Rogan, obviously, like he's, he's the guy. And, but, and it, and it's spreading. Thank through the internet and us all being connected there's a, there is benefit through this we're talking right now you know this connection through the ether somehow it works i don't understand it but that's how we're you and i probably even learned about these things because i was already in my 20s before i even heard about like ayahuasca and and these other medicines, but nobody's promoting it and, and until like podcasts and stuff, which yeah. it's, so we're living in, in, like you said earlier, like one of the greatest times, Steven Pinker, I've heard his name so many times. I should probably read that book you were talking about. What is yeah. He, he wrote a great book called um, <clears throat> Enlightenment Now. And uh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd highly recommend it. But as you were saying, I mean, also from from my experience with this work, um, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to work with thousands of people now, and I I, I think fear is is really the the primordial emotion that that holds us all back. And some of us we we may realize what our fears are. Many of them are unconscious, and 
And, and fear manifests in many different ways. It's not always just this kind of debilitating, you know, out of breath kind of state, but I think it really manifests in, in anything that we would call a, a, a negative emotion, whether that's anger, jealousy, or judgment. Um, but, but almost, I would say, well, not almost all of our ailments uh, arise out of that fear. And, and, and I think that fear is natural. I mean, in a, in a more spiritual way or a religious way, it's, it, it comes from that primordial split, the, 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 the fall from the Garden of Eden, this, this idea of duality, that there's a me and there's, there's a not me. And and that's an amazing thing. It's it's the manifestation of the world. It's it's duality and in Chinese terms, you know, the, the Tao gave birth to the one, the one to the two, the two to the ten thousand things. And that you know, the that split is it's it what allows me to exist. It's it's what allows you to exist. There's there's a me that's separate from something else. And, and through that separation, there's the observer and the observed. And, and that allows the world to be made manifest. It allows us to experience all of the highs and the lows and the joys and the pains. And it, it, it literally gives birth to life. But the downside of that is, you know, whether people are, are aware of that or it's something subconscious or unconscious is there's this deep, down knowing that or, or or even a longing to return towards this whole state towards this union and 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 fear is what keeps us from that because as long as we believe that we are separate from everything else there's this this unknown and that unknown is is terrifying to people it, it, it may manifest in, in very obvious ways, but but most often it's in very subtle ways. And you know, we, we mentioned the kind of this political climate. I, I mean, that's that's a, a that's a deep manifestation of fear of this sense of I exist, I'm right, others are mm. wrong. I need to impose my will on other people. I need to change other people because if I don't, who am I? I and and we become so identified with our thoughts and our beliefs that you know ultimately in an extreme case we're we're willing to kill people i mean that's that's the origin of wars that i'm so right that i'm justified in in killing another person because my belief is real and and you know just a, a tremendous suffering arises from that again whether we're aware of that or, or we're not and and so kind of that that archetypical hero's journey is the journey into into the cave to 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 confront the dragon, mm. and uh, I, I heard recently, and it's it's really beautiful because I'm I'm really interested in etymology and and the roots of words and 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 dragon. It actually comes from serpent. I, I mean, a dragon is a type of serpent. It's a winged serpent, mm-hmm. but the the etymology of serpent is, is it actually means light, and it's it's the light that's reflected. And so, you know, this hero's journey of, of going into the cave, ultimately, it's not, it's not battling something outside of ourselves. It's like, it's, it's like holding up a mirror and that light is reflected back off the mirror. And so it's really a journey into ourselves and, and overcoming that perceived darkness that, that we projected onto the outside world. We, we, we create these dragons 
but ultimately the hero's journey is is the journey inward and and conquering the darkness within ourselves and and emerging into the light and and fear is the biggest roadblock you know fear is the thing that holds us back and and so yeah as you were saying all, all of these modalities that can begin to to work on that to question that to go into that are are, are super super valuable and we're so uh, just if we live in such a nerf ball society everything's so easy like you said we it's hard to go on a hero's journey there's nothing left to discover there's no horizon to go beyond to find a new land or something and so these plant medicines are one way to kind of experience that journey which is which like you said is is an internal journey anyways even if in the past they weren't using medicines they were actually doing the thing that would give them that experience you know like doing the thing like going and conquer uh, like uh just going into the cave if you you know and, and seeing what's in there conquering your fears through actual leaving your tribe and, and going out on your own I, I, you were t- talking about the hero's journey i love joseph campbell i don't know if that's mm-hmm. if that's where if he's the one that kind of coined that phrase but that yeah. guy if you haven't watched mythos and mythos 2 those I, I watched them a number of times and they were so fascinating and <clears throat> he was if he was alive today that would be you and he he was such a like an oracle or some it's just a wise man that shared all of this historical stories of the meaning of life or the hero's journey uh i think a lot of that has been lost unfortunately and you know these medicines can give you uh, that experience but it's you can't just not everyone has access to that you know which is why i was saying you know saying about martial arts that's another way to get get rid of some certain fears about mm-hmm. others maybe harming you and it's i don't know it's complicated life is complicated but it's it could it's not it doesn't have to be i don't think maybe we overcomplicate things and for anyone to think that they're right with all you know it's like you might be right for you but you're, you to say that your way is right for someone else. All of a sudden, that's now you're imposing yourself on someone else, and that's not right, in my opinion. Uh, well, that's that's the fascinating thing. I we, we we were talking about these ideas of libertarianism, and and that's that's actually the root of that philosophy, which is non-aggression. You know, it's it's this idea of. Yeah, have have any belief you want, have any any practice you want, but but once we start imposing that on someone else, we're we're being an aggressor, and and I think we often don't think about that. We again, as as you were saying, we we think that I'm right, and I'm so right that it's my duty and my you know kind of like revolutionary <laughs> uh, authority to impose that on everyone else. And and it's really it's it's an insane belief system. It's an ins- it's, it, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, like it, it's a form of insanity, or the, I feel like they're crazy. Like to think that they are right, 
it's like what are you how can you you're now you're being like the fascist or something you know it's like don't right. do that let people be themselves and let them do their thing as long as they're not imposing on you or causing harm to you at what's the problem mm -hmm. but it, it's like no you have to submit to whatever I'm saying or you're wrong. And that's, I'm, I'm up here in the mountains. I'm like looking down from my ivory tower at what's going on in the world. And I'm just going to stay up here until <laughs> all the dust settles because it's, I don't, I don't understand the mentality that you could even I don't think I don't know that I'm right. All I know, I think I know is like that I'm I don't know anything. I know that I don't know what's right for everyone. Because mm -hmm. we're all different. And I'm not gonna I could say what works for me. I could say that. Like this works for me. I'm doing Wim Hof breathing. I'm doing ice baths. I'm you know, I'm, I'm on sober October right now, which I do feel oddly really kind of scattered right now, which is uh, it's, it sucks a little bit. But you you're like saying all these with all the right kind of the lingu ling language that I'm familiar with and that I'm I'm drawn to. And yeah, well, I mean, you know what you were talking about, like with Joseph Campbell. I, I mean, that's again like the power of myth, and and one of those archetypical symbols is is the aurorbis and it's it's the snake that eats its own tail and you know eventually even in all of our righteousness thinking that we're right and imposing that on other people eventually that logic it comes back and it eats us because mm -hmm. eventually you know everything eats itself once we begin that that process of imposing our beliefs on other people it eventually comes back and 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 I think, you know, probably that's eventually what we'll see is 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 all of this righteousness. It, it mm -hmm. eventually, you know, all of these things like cancel culture and all of these things, you know, eventually the the mob comes after you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 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 that's, yeah, nobody's, that's actually what happens. Because no one's perfect. And if I don't to to think that you're the you're the one perfect one with all the right answers. I mean, give me a break, bro. Like right you're 20 chill but we all maybe we, we all think that we're right when we're 20 maybe and which is unfortunate but and then with social media it kind of just exacerbates it, you know all these opinions out into the universe and and our culture and just because they're out there doesn't mean that they're right and just because there's a lot of people thinking the same thing doesn't mean that it's right but they they get validation and then they start to think that they're right and and it justifies now we're in, in having violence because of their righteousness and i that's why i said i'm just gonna kind of like sit back from up here and wait till the dust settles because i it's it's it seems to be insanity Hmm. And so what, 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 what can we do? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think a, a lot is obviously what's, what's brought into the limelight. And, you know, as you're saying things like social media, it's very easy to criticize and to, to judge, but what are those people actually doing? You know, if, if you're spending all your time on social media, writing, you know, critiques and judgment, 
you don't have a lot of time to actually go out and 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 be the change and you know i, I think people who who really are successful and and who do have a vision uh they're busy they're they, you're not going to be successful and and actually making real change by criticizing and tearing down it, it's a very different energy of being against something versus being for something and when you're for something you can actually take that and 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 take that energy of i believe in this i i want the world to be better in this way and and then to begin to create that and you know it's just uh, it's it, it's a, it's a it's a very different thing of 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 how we go about things and uh you know, I, I think one of the, the, the real definitions of wisdom is, is being able to see things from the other side. And if we're constantly fighting against something and putting other people down, nothing good is created out of that. But, but if we can embody that wisdom and see things from another point of view, then we can actually move towards a place of union, towards a place of compassion. And, and through that place, you know, that, that draws other people into our way of being there there's there's a much different energy when when we're trying to create something and grow something and change versus just telling other people what they should do or what they shouldn't do and, and criticizing so but uh, you know like all these things i, I think it's just mm-hmm. it, it's also a natural progression and a natural change and and sometimes we just have to go through these these ways of being to to really realize maybe this isn't working and and we do need to create something new and and create it from a different energy um i mean i i can't remember if that was einstein who said something like you know trying to do the same thing the same way and expecting different results is insanity so um yeah yeah that's not helping anyone and it's you know like one of my most recent mottos is make people happy you know like that's my goal is to just do what i can to make other people happy as long as you know it's not that hard to smile and and be understanding and be compassionate and just don't like judge like i remember I used to say this a lot because it's kind of from the Bible or whatever, like judge not lest thou be judged and you're going to be judged harshly because you're, you're over here judging all these people. It's going to come back to you, but it's going to come back hard. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, so watch what you ask for, you know, and what you're asking for should not be other people to change. You know, it's like you be the change, you be the example, you be the light, the serpent. I love that etymology you know, a uh, rabbit hole you're going down. I, I think that's something like finding more meaning and finding the true understanding of like where it, of where it all began of the words and what's the true meaning. And, and, how, you know, because there's, it's, there's so much information out there and it's to it, let's, let's go backwards. Don't try to like, let's look inwards. Let's find the answer within, not, fix the outside you got to fix the inside first and people got it backwards i think yeah are you these are are timeless principles also i mean you know like you were saying uh let him who is without sin cast the first stone or you know the the golden rule treat others as, as you would like to be treated and it's 
we, I think so many of us, we, we really forget that, you know, I totally, I I mean, just even recently I, with the, the, the thing with, with Trump and COVID, I mean, even, even if you completely disagree with that guy, I mean, I was looking on Facebook and just people laughing at him and and wishing he would die. I mean, that's just, that's just the height of hypocrisy. I mean, you don't like him, so you're actually going to do far worse. You're you're wishing that he's dead, or you're 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 mocking that that he's sick. I mean, it's it's a very disturbing mentality, and it comes from exactly that of actually not wanting to look within and see that the very things that we're judging him for doing, we're doing the same thing, and in many cases, far worse. It's so like it's funny to me because I see that. I was like, the things you hate about him are in you. Like you are those things. And and that's a lot of times the like when we don't like someone, they're exhibiting traits that we have that we don't like about ourselves. And they don't see that they are those things that they don't like that they see in him. And it, it but they can't see that. And I kind of I don't laugh about it because it's getting really weird and gross. It's already beyond weird and gross. So um, it's not funny anymore that, you know, you can be so hypocritical. It's like, please, somebody's like help these people see themselves. <laughs> yeah. But, well, that that's one of the really powerful things that I think about plant work and, you know, plant work, it's not a panacea also. I, I mean, like anything, like jujitsu. I, I mean, you can show up to jujitsu once a week and kind of go half-ass and you're going to get something, but you're not going to go very deep. And and it's the same thing with plant work. I, I mean, you know, even a lot of these things we were talking about, I see a lot of those qualities that, that people exhibit, even who've been doing this work for a long time. And and I think a lot of the reason of that is they really haven't gone deep because there's actually still a deep-rooted fear of going deep. And, and it's very scary when we begin to lose that sense of self, that sense of identity. And that's why people do fight so hard to keep it alive. This idea that I'm right. They're holding on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a holding on. But, but, you know, ultimately if one does choose to go deep into this work, that's, that's one of the archetypical things that this plant work really shows is it, is it does hold that mirror up and it shows that, all of these things that we're judging, all of these things that we don't like, uh, inevitably, they are things within ourselves that we haven't resolved. And that's really, really hard for people to hear because it's so much easier to point the finger and say, the problem is out there. It's this guy's fault. It's this structure's fault. It's, you know, this societal thing's fault. But when we look in ourselves and we begin to resolve that within ourselves, we literally change the world because that's one person now who's come to peace with that, who's, who's, who, who has a sense of wisdom of being able to see it from the other side. And then every action they take, every word they take fosters that, that wisdom, that compassion, that, that understanding. And every person they touch feels that is affected by that. And in that way, it, it, it has a rippling effect. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. from my experience, that's that's truly the only way to change the world is is exactly as you said, is is to be the change, to to be the person that you're asking other people to be. 
I mean, this is a huge thing in relationships too. And, you know, certainly I'm, I'm, I'm no relationship expert, but, but it, it's a, it's a very similar thing we do. You know, we, we judge our partner, we judge our family and we say, this person needs to do this thing for me to be happy. Mm-hmm. But almost always I'm not doing the very thing that I'm asking them to do. And if I can do that, then inevitably it fosters that change. It creates the environment that allows this thing that I'm looking for to actually be able to to become manifest uh yeah you have to be like i have recently for kind of withdrawn from watching the news because it's so much hate mongering you know especially for one particular side which we won't say but we all know (laughs) um and it's so it's kind of it's getting me riled up and i'm getting like you hypocrite you know and so it's the and and the way they the reptiles whoever whatever they control us the only way that happens is if we let them you know we pay attention and we fall into the trap that they're setting that is to set us all against each other on these you know racism and sexism and uh you know you're not american and all these things it's like if you pay attention to that and you get wrapped up into it, now you're in it, you know, and the only way to get out of it is just to turn it off and go within, do your thing, get your hustle on, focus on your goals, your vision, your, I believe in magic to an extent. I believe that the universe is far more capable than we have any awareness of, but we have like glimpses of it and I've seen it in my own life by setting intentions and then achieving those, you know, goals and over and over and over again. And I want to, that's, and that's what partly why I do this is because I want to share that. Like, I'm not special. I'm, I mean, as far as like, I'm not this, I don't have a high IQ. I'm not tall. I'm not great looking. I'm not any kind of special gift other than maybe I have like a, I feel like my will, my heart, I like, like the heart of like Rocky Balboa and shit, like I'll get back up and, and keep fighting. But I'm also that the underdog. And, um, I read this book called think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, which I highly recommend to people because it lays out the principles of, you know, what sets the people who are successful apart from those who are not. And it's, not being smart it's like you don't have to go get the highest education it's a way of doing things it's a way of being and it's laid out in the chapters about you know do you want it bad enough are you going to do what it takes and are you going to visualize it are you going to surround yourself with people that are like-minded and you know going to cheer you on and not piss on your flame you know um and people don't know what to do Lost. Yeah, and it, it, it takes a very it takes a very strong person. I mean, I've even noticed that in myself. Is uh, you know, I started a podcast recently, and you know, part of that is 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 putting myself out there, putting other people out there, and with that, there's an inevitable criticism that's going to arise. And you know, it, it's a very interesting balance. And 
I can see it in other people where, you know, when there's this criticism, the natural reaction is to criticize back. Mm -hmm. But again, that just creates more of, of feeding that energy. And it's very difficult. You know, even if someone criticizes me, you know, I, I really have to sit with that and, okay, how can I respond in a way that's not feeding that, that's not doing the exact same thing? And how do I, how do I approach it from a, a quantumist point of view? And that's very difficult, you know, and it, it takes a lot of principle and, and a lot of dedication. And as you said, it, it takes heart, you know, it, it takes this, this real desire to go in and, and again, to say, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to act in that same way. And, and, and it's a difficult thing to do, but, but it does, it, it, it requires, I think these things that you're talking about, you know, what do we want dedicating ourselves to that being the change, having a strong heart. And, uh, and, and yeah, these are, these are invaluable qualities. They are, are you, are you in still, where are you right now physically? Okay. I'm in I'm in Peru. Uh, I mean, wow. the last seven or eight years, that's that's pretty much been my home. That's where I spend most of my time. Uh, but ever since the pandemic, uh, basically Peru locked itself down. It's uh, one of the more, if not the most strict lockdown, I think, in the world. And now it's also the 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 country with the most excess deaths in the world too so there's <laughs> i don't think that's a uh, correlation that's a direct causation um, and i think there's a lot to be learned from that but um yeah i mean basically it, it's uh everything's been locked down so i've been here ever since uh, march um and it seems like just in the last day or two there there is some promising news that that some international flights are probably going to begin to to happen in the next uh, couple of weeks so hopefully things begin to to open up but uh yeah it's been a, it's been kind of a crazy ride here well i i mean and i know we're coming up on our time and stuff but i you know like they're spreading this fear and whether it's justified or not like I think they're making it maybe worse than it had to be. And that is how they're trying to control us. And and that's conspiracy. Maybe it's all, you know, maybe there is no cabal of, you know, overlords that are playing with, you know, the civilizations and toying with us. But I feel like some people, something's fishy. Something's very fishy up mm. there. And, um, you know, to shut the whole world down over this thing that is just life, you know, it's part of life, which is death. And, and, you know, you can't stop life, but if, to save a couple of lives, there's, it's like, then we all die. Like you just said something about in Peru, the most excess deaths because of the shutdown. It's like, what the it's backfiring? It's like, come on like it's yeah, not working. I mean, that was, that was my thought since the beginning. I mean, it's just, it's very short-sighted thinking. And, and again, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think anyone That's really true. knows, but, but at the end of the day, uh, you, you're probably familiar with Tom Woods. He, he's a big mm -hmm. libertarian guy, but mm -hmm. he, he, he had a post, which I don't think I'll be able to summarize it exactly, but, you know, essentially saying you know, how are we shutting down the world based on one viewpoint, which is a mm -hmm. epidemiological viewpoint, which even that viewpoint isn't shared by all uh, epidemiologists. 
you know, I mean, what about economists? What about social workers? Mm -hmm. What about environmentalists? What about mothers and fathers? And, you know, the, the world is such a complex place. And, and again, to, to take these drastic measures to, to seemingly try and help in this one area, it's just, I think it's this really common human thing where we do, where we think we, we know, and we think we can control, but we don't realize all of the repercussions that that has. And, you know, probably a lot came from, again, good people trying to do good, but mm -hmm. as, you know, as, as it's very famously said, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but but certainly, I mean, even that kind of more conspiratorial way of thinking, I mean, I, you know, it, it just so many things reminded me of, of, of things in the past, like the, the war on terror. I mean, very similar propaganda. And it's, I mean, even before that, wars in general, it's always the same thing. It's like, give government more powers so that we can protect you because you don't have the ability to do it yourself. Therefore, we need to defeat this enemy and then the world will be better. But as we all know, one war leads to another. I think eventually people started catching on to that. And then there's this new war, which is the war on terror. And that's an even better war because it's not just one isolated group. It's kind of this thing that's just out there and it can be anywhere. And it again, it gives government more power and Patriot Act and things like that. And, and you know, it's just this slow form of control. And you know, again, probably a lot is in good intention, but for sure a lot is in, is is for nefarious reasons too. And and then with this virus, again, who knows? Maybe it, it was completely random. Maybe it was released on purpose. But either way, I think we're seeing those that same mentality. Is it's again that there's a war on the virus. It's it's an even greater war because it's it's not any country, it's not any people, it's just this thing that's in the ether and we may never be able to fully cure it. And, and again, more draconian measures to, to fight it. And it's, 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 again, I think it gets back to this idea of fear, which is such a strong emotion. You know, most of these things people would not be willing to do if they weren't afraid. And, but, but that, that fear is, is such a powerful thing. I mean, people are willing to do or to give up so many things when they don't think that they have the answers or they don't think they have the ability to, to, to lead their lives in, in the way that they choose. And, and, and with that, again, whether it's a concerted effort or just a random, it's just throughout history that it's a rife opportunity for, our, our freedoms and our liberties to, to be infringed upon. And it's, 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 it's also just a natural cycle of human history. I mean, these things, they, they always come and, and it takes us all to, to really look inside and say, you know, what are we, what are our principles? What are, what are we willing to stand up for? And, and again, like we were talking about earlier, it's much easier to, to tear things down, to criticize than to actually take a stand and say, no, look, this is what I believe in. I believe in this principle. I believe that I should be able to live my life how I want, as long as I'm not affecting other people. And period, you know, you know, like yeah. free freedom, like it's being taken away, and it's not. People don't seem to care, but and and it's going to be too late when you know every fucking part of our life is is under scrutiny and watched and controlled like and you're not gonna be happy like 
other countries don't have they have people watching them and like i was watching chernobyl the other night and mm-hmm. you know the russian kgb is like following everyone and make sure you don't say the wrong thing and are you're gonna be put in jail and like that's looks as though that's the direction we're headed and like i'm like please somebody stop this before you know this can we just be free again like why is this happening like who and, and i don't understand you know, the nefarious reasons as to why that would be beneficial for whoever's at top other than just ego and control and power and, you know, well, I guess money or whatever, but I, it's, yeah, it's just, it's moving in a bad direction and, and, and they're trying, they're trying to keep us separated. Like if we could all just agree that it's not us, these minor differences on, fucking gender bathrooms and like who gives a like in the grand scheme of things we're fighting over really kind of small issues when the main issue that's we should be concerned about is our freedom and you're you're in peru and you're doing you know these ceremonies and you're helping people find themselves and come to probably some sort of peace within themselves and i'm I'm over here selling underwear and we're trying to <laughs> figure out the world's problems, but it's, it's important. And I think, and, and more of us need to express this in a way that's understandable to everyone, you know, and I, and I guess we just have to keep trying to promote freedom. Like, like why, I don't know why that's so hard to, for people to get on board with but it's fear and it's the fear and so hopefully yeah Yeah. and and that that that's you know that's why it is it's so important i mean even the founding fathers you know they 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 said very clearly this is something that they constantly you're gonna have to fight for because it's it's just it's a natural principle that that there there are forces there there's human desire things that, that that try and take those away it's uh I mean, it's it's not some weird thing, you know. We you, you can see that in in so many different forms, and and but those that's why I think principles are so important. Is is if you if you have a principle, then then you can stand up for that. And sometimes that's really hard when when the winds are blowing and the earth is seemingly falling apart. It's very easy to let go of those principles, but that's the time where you have to even stand by them more. And I think you know so much is, is is education and and these things we're talking about, you know, things like jujitsu, like that will teach you principles. You know, it's there's no bullshit in jujitsu. You, mm-hmm. you you can have an idea that you know a two hundred pound guy is is no stronger than a one hundred pound guy, but you'll realize very soon that's not true. Right, <laughs> that's not true. That's that's one of the laws of nature. And and you know all of these things these idea of freedom they're 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 we're we're very lucky to have been born in a country where that's that exists and you know i i think many people would would really benefit in 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 educating themselves in that and and that's one of the benefits of travel and living somewhere else is is you really see how how good we have it i mean you know, I think something a lot of people take for granted is, you know, in the U.S., you don't have to talk to a police officer. That's that's an amazing 
right that we have. You don't have to show your ID. There is probably no other country in the world where that's the case. Here in Peru, if a police officer comes up to me and he asks for my ID, I have to show it. And essentially, I have to do whatever he says. You know, that that is not liberty. That's that's living under an authoritarian regime. And you know, I think that's something that that a lot of these lockdowns have shown is, you know, there there was there was guys with AK-47s walking around and if you didn't obey the curfew, you were subject to to their will. And, you know, that that idea of freedom, it, it's something that so many people have sacrificed. I mean, so many immigrants, slaves, all of these people, ultimately they were working to create a society that that gave us this real privilege that, that we, we live in today. And it, it's certainly not to say everyone is born equal. We're all in different circumstances. None of us are equal. You know, we're, right, we're all right. different. But mm-hmm. we have an opportunity and we have... The, these principles and these 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 laws, constitution, declaration that they give us this amazing ability to to truly create our lives and and you know I think that is something worth fighting for and Absolutely. and if we don't and if we don't realize how important that is then then it will fall away and and eventually we will we we will end up you know in a place like 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 Russia or Cuba where you know I in, in Cuba you can't leave the country you're not allowed and. You know, people people like to idealize these places, but mm-hmm. anyone who's lived there, spent time there, it's not. You know, it, it it's a pretty bad place to live. You know, you don't you don't have the resources to even feed yourself properly. And yeah, uh, people and, want this utopia, but it's not real. Yeah. I mean, we have we lived. I mean, in the greatest utopia, probably you know, in the on Earth. And, and it, but it seems to be sorry, and I cut you off. It seems to be being like s- s- taken away s- slowly over time, and I feel like people are gonna at some point somebody's gonna like band together and be like, "No, this isn't happening. We're we're taking yeah. it back." Well, and it often takes. I think, like I was saying, the, the that symbol of the aurorbis. It, it often takes you to be directly affected by that before we realize oh okay maybe this has gone too far mm-hmm. you know once once the the police or the kgb or the the authorities come for 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 you or for me then it's like oh <laughs> oh maybe maybe this isn't good now you know and and we see it you know like like we were mentioning before cancel culture it's like a a lot of these people who were so pro canceling everyone all of a sudden then that mob comes for them and it's like oh wait <laughs> oh shit wait i actually created this <laughs> i exactly. supported that and but now it's coming for me so that, that's where again i think principles are just they're, they're, they're so important and it's uh you know i mean from from what i understand of your podcast that that's one of the main things is how to be successful and i mm-hmm. i think that's that's really one of the, the the key things is to have principles and to stand by those there's there's a great book written by uh, ray dalio who's the the head of the biggest hedge fund in the world uh, called Bridgewater mm-hmm. and he wrote a whole book called Principles and you know it's it, it's a really fascinating thing and that's what really led to his success was he stood by his principles and he actually created this very interesting company that's based on meritocracy and and I think that's such a fascinating idea you know because again you can look at social media and there's all these pundits and they they make all these predictions and they don't come to pass 
but then they keep getting to make the predictions and people listen to them. And I think that's the beautiful thing about a meritocracy is it's, you know, in his company, he measures all of these things. Like every conversation is recorded and there's metrics and, and, and it's like, we get to see like, okay, well, was that person right? If they were right about something, then their merit increased, you know? And, and that's, it's a very scientific thing. It's, it's a very, it's one of the laws of nature, like that which works, that which succeeds, rises above. And 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 I think that's just a, a beautiful way of being. But that also takes principles, you know, of saying, this is what I believe in. I, I believe in freedom of speech. And, you know, even, even when the Nazi comes and starts spouting ridiculous stuff, well, what's my principle? If I believe in freedom of speech, then that's also freedom of speech for him. But but once once we get away from that, and once we say, oh well, the, the Nazi needs to be censored, and many people could see that they could say, right. oh well, yeah, I can kind of understand that. That's that's hate rhetoric. But you've just given someone else the power, and then eventually they're going to censor something else, someone else, something else, and eventually that comes for you, and 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 that's that's the end of freedom. Once once you put a limit, or once you get away from that principle, then the principle is gone. It's already happening, and, and it's that's it's so gross. And I really hope that we can just get back to like let the let the hate mongers say what they were going to say, unless they are being violent, or maybe you know like growing in numbers so large that, that you know another force needs to step up and stop them. Like that's another story. But right, like just because someone says something, you know, you can't. Because it's a slippery slope, you know. You, you stop him, like you said. Anyways, we, 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 yeah, it's a slippery slope, and also it's a very patronizing thing because it, it's essentially saying I need to censor this person because I know they're wrong, but everyone else is too dumb, yes. and they don't know that they're wrong. Therefore, I need to censor the speech, right? And it's, it's like coming they're from the savior, right? Exactly. And you know, again, if 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 that idea is, is so bad and so atrocious then the better ideas will come to surface because they're better ideas. And, and, you know, that's where things like trust and faith come in. Uh, you know, I think so much of that idea is actually this lack of, of, of a better position. It's coming from, I don't actually know how to produce a better position. Therefore I'm going to censor them. Yep. Um, but it, it's really this intellectual kind of, escape instead of doing the work and showing, you know, here's where this person is wrong. Here's a better way. And when people hear that people are smart, people are intelligent. And when they hear that, then they'll realize that. And then that bad idea just, it, it, it dies off. And, and that's how nature works. You know, again, if there's something that's not functioning, if there's something that's not in harmony, if there's something that's not true, it, it passes. You know, and, and that which is true uh lives and thrives this isn't how to thrive or live you know we i want i want harmony and and love and community and you know freedom not the opposite of all those things and if we can all just i think i think we all agree except some people are just like they're mental right now and and i think it's it stems in part from their hate of trump and it's just like exacerbated to this just overblown you know and that's the only reason why 
because I don't hate him. You know, I'm not, I'm not particularly fond of him. You know, I used to be. I used to think he was the man. I used to want to be on The Apprentice. I, you know, I used to want to be a big baller like Trump and shit. But, uh, and I kind of, you know, I'm on my way. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing it my way. I'm not womanizing and stuff. Um, but it, that it's it's overblown. That that hate is like it's just got made them like mental. And, and that's the only reason I would want kind of him to lose right now is just because, but just, it's not fair because it, to want him to lose so that they're all had to appease these people. But it's like, that would be one reason why I'd be like, okay, if he loses, at least maybe they'll, it'll kind of go back to normal a little bit, but you know, that's where yeah. I'm at. But potentially not, because again, that 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 mentality is still there, and it's it's, it's still this this us versus them, and it, it might yeah, embolden it, right? They'll be like, "We won," and they take more power and shit. Well, and it's just it's a it's a classic way. It, it's divide and conquer, and as long as people remain divided, then then it, it, it's very easy again to 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 continue to infringe upon all these things like civil liberties and freedoms and i think as you said you know at, at the root everyone wants the same thing you know everyone people all over the world they want the same thing they want peace they they they, they want to have a family they they want to be mm-hmm. able to, to make a living and have a good life and they sense. don't want conflict and but it's when 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 we see the other person as the enemy the, the person that's standing in the way of that then there's always going to be conflict but you know, if we can come together and see that, you know, that other person is just like me, you know, maybe they have different views. Of course, they're going to have different views. Everyone has different views, but that doesn't make them evil. That doesn't make them uh, an enemy that I have to fight and overcome. Uh, And again, just standing in these principles of, okay, like, let's, let's let, let me live my life and you live your life. And, and in the end, we, we, we come together and we help each other in the ways we can. And in the ways we disagree, we, we do our own things. Mm. Thank you, Jason. That was a perfect way to conclude this conversation. <laughs> I think I, I, and I know we didn't get too much into ayahuasca, but uh, you know, it's all, it's, it's out there. People, you know, look into it. It's a medicine that can kind of help you see. You want to tell them like real quick, I do got to run pretty quick, but uh, you know, like what, why would they want to do that? Well, like we were talking about earlier, uh, I think these, these plants, they've, 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 they've been around probably, I mean, almost assuredly even before humans, but I think there's been a symbiotic evolution with humans and, and like I was saying, I think it's an integral integral part of actual human history and religion and spirituality. And I think a lot of these plants, like uh, you know ayahuasca or mushrooms, tobacco, mm-hmm. um, they they give us an opportunity to experience something that we're not able to experience in our day to day lives. You know, we we all we're, we're in this reality. We're bound by space and time and these natural laws, birth and death, and and our senses. You know, our, our sensory perceptions. But I think what these plants do is they put us into a state where we go beyond that, where we're able to perceive things which you know, in many ways we know scientifically are there. A good example is like the light spectrum. Like we can't see x-rays and yet we know it's there. So we know there are things that are beyond our perception. 
And I think what these plans do is they they really allow us to to enter that space and in that space where we're not bound by these things, there's this tremendous potential to heal and to know and to understand and and to gain wisdom and and ultimately to to find peace within ourselves and it, it's not an easy process it's often quite the opposite it's it's one of the more difficult things someone will ever do because it's really going in and seeing within ourselves all of these areas that are out of balance out of alignment where we're holding on to beliefs and judgments and angers and resentments and all of these things and it gives us the ability to 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 make peace with that and to emerge from that and and I think again that's why many of these plants are described as this death-like state because we go into this death-like state where we begin to let go we begin to let go of all of these things that are holding us back and and with that dying there's a there's a there's a rebirth there's an emerging out of that as a person who's much more strong and humble and grateful and compassionate and uh and, and yeah so i, I you know I, I think it it really it it's this amazing gift that humanity has been given and I think a lot of us we've we've forgotten it for various reasons. There's been persecution and um, just the way we've evolved as societies. But I think there's a real remembering, and people are coming back to that. And and a lot of that is again coming from our own suffering, from our this sense of something is off, of I'm not happy, of what's my purpose in life, and and through that kind of suffering or questioning. I think a lot of people come to this plant medicine and uh, and there can be really amazing transformations. And and I think we're we're really on a on a precipice right now of I think this work is already really expanding all over the world and and I think in the coming years and decades it's it's gonna continue down that path. I I hope that's the path and not the path we're seeing on the news. Um, this is awesome. I I but what's your podcast? Your new podcast? Uh, yeah, I started about two months ago, and it's called The Universe Within. And it, it's on all the, the major things, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's a YouTube version. Um, and it's really, you know, something I had seen, you know, you mentioned guys like Joe Rogan and they're, I, I think some of the good ambassadors of, of really bringing this work to light. But something that I had noticed is it was mainly people who had maybe had an experience and were talking about it, but there, there wasn't really, from from what I had seen, a, a forum of people who are really deeply involved in this work, the the doctors, the healers, the, the, the people who are really doing this work day in and day out. And so the idea is, it was really just to give them a platform to, to share, you know, their insights, their experience, and, and their knowledge and understanding, uh, so that hopefully as this work does get out there, uh, these these voices are really able to to kind of shape and to guide and and to to help this work move forward in in the best way. Do you know Hamilton Souther from Blue Morpho? Uh, I, I I know of him. Yeah, I don't That's know him all. personally. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, I actually did meet him. I went to one of his retreats, but it was here in Colorado, and it was it was like a weed kind of ceremonial experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I just imagine he would maybe be someone that you would have on the show. And I was going to say we could do like a crossover, but I'm not in that realm per se. Uh, but I have done it, but, uh, you know, I'm not like living in that, but I definitely, I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom coming out of that. Then if you're 
interviewing people that have really dived deep. So everyone check that out. The universe within here. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, it's available everywhere. Thank you, Jason, for coming on here. It's been a true pleasure. I would love to have you back on, on honestly, because I feel like we could go on again, like and get into some more depth. So yeah, it was my pleasure, man. Thank, thanks for having me. And, and yeah, yeah I, I wish you all the best in your work. And uh, I think you're doing a good thing. And it's it's great to have, you know, these voices getting out there and, and talking about these things. So I, yeah, I wish you all the best. And uh, yeah, let, let's do it again sometime. Okay, I like, I like it. And I wish you the best too. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Robert Patton Global Podcast, sponsored by Sheath Underwear. Check it out. It's pretty good people seem to like it and when you get in uh back to the states if you want to hit me up I'll, I'll send you a nice care package oh that'd be great man i'd love that i uh yeah yeah some some new clothes is long overdue so hey okay <laughs> well we'll make that happen thank you everyone peace and love, love.